Greetings! Welcome to Film Gazers, a podcast focusing on the science fiction, horror, fantasy, trinity, and 20th century entertainment. I'm Steph. I'm Jess. We're cousins slash besties. Join us as we reminisce, discuss, and review films from our childhood. So this is a special edition kind of episode. Uh, We are going to be releasing it... um, our first one for May, which will be kind of like a Mother's Day special. Mm-hmm. And um, we kind of racked our brains for what episode we were going to do. Kind of went with First Wives Club because it's one of our favorite chick flicks growing yeah. up. And also couldn't really think of like a just a mother's kind of themed movie. That wasn't like overly dramatic or or, or, or just or... not the kind of movies we're interested in, in anyway. doing. Yeah. <laughs> that we actually watched. And that, yeah, had any kind of impact. Um, so, yeah, so we went with uh, one of our ultimate chick flicks, mm-hmm. and that is 1996's First Wives Club. Uh, the director was Hugh Wilson. It was um, adapted from the First Wives Club book, uh, which I did read, I and I think you've read the read book, too. I read it also, yeah, and that so. was the first time that I liked a movie better than the book. Was it? Yes. <laughs> was very disappointed in the book. Oh, man. So uh, it was starring Bette Midler, Goldie Hawn, Diane Keaton, Maggie Smith, Dan Hedaya, Bronson Pinchot, Pinchaw, <laughs> Pinchot, uh, yeah, one of those. <laughs> uh, Marcia Gay Harden, uh, music by Mark Shaman, and uh, also to note with the starring, um, I mean, it also had uh, Sarah Jessica Parker in a, a supporting role. Um, as well as some little, we saw, til, what, Timothy Oliphant in it? Oliphant. Yeah, Oliphant <laughs> with a, a little guest appearance. Um, so, yeah, I had uh, a Jesse lot of... Jesse Spanio. Yeah. <laughs> Saved by the bell. I don't... What is her real name? Elizabeth Berkeley. There we go. Okay. <laughs> She's always Jesse to me. Uh, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, so it did have um, quite a big cast other than just what's listed uh, in the main in the main cast. Uh, And now Jess is going to take it away with uh, uh, one of the Googled summaries. Reunited by the death of a college friend, three divorced women seek revenge on the husbands who left them for younger women. So, when was the last uh, time you had watched this movie? Um, I was just thinking about this earlier, and I think it's been, let's see, two houses ago. So, at least six years. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm around the same, I think it was about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching it, I guess, yeah, technically, I guess two houses ago for me right. as well. <laughs> I like how a- we judge criteria of time. How many houses ago... And in what living room do I remember watching sitting and it watching it? <laughs> what couch did I have? Yeah. Like, yeah. What TV was I watching? On? Exactly. Was it a bubble TV? Was it flat screen? <laughs> um, and so, also, I love this movie so much. I had the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It was a banging soundtrack. It really was. Um, I still was like grooving throughout the movie today for <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, and I remember listening to the soundtrack a lot um in with my you room. yes in your room <laughs> and uh we did know the choreography for the dance at one uh-huh, time at the end of the mm-hmm. movie yes so needless to say we were huge fans 
And uh, as we mentioned before, we also had read the books. And uh, I remember I liked the book, but it was, I had seen the movie first. So it already cemented the story of how it, it was should supposed be, to be. Or, yeah. Right. And so reading the book and then some of the characters are just so completely changed. Mm-hmm. I believe Brenda is the lesbian in the book, right? Yeah, yeah, she is. So they switched and, that up completely with it being right. Diane Keaton's daughter. I guess that was too much in the 90s. I, I'm wondering. A, yeah, yeah. Someone like, of her age. Bette Midler, yes. especially. Oh, no. <laughs> Even though she's like the gay icon, isn't she? Uh, yeah. Like, or like I, one of them? I think, um, I think she would have been like happy to play a role like that, I feel like. So, so yeah. Like, well, that's usually more of a It's probably player. It was probably more yeah. of a studio thing. We could have done research for this and inform you guys. But, <laughs> but we did. We, we didn't. just watched it. Yeah. We, we literally <laughs> just finished it a little while ago. Wash it together uh, today. So that was fun as well because yes. it, it was reminded uh, of the good old days. Yeah, of us being kids again. We ordered pizza. Like it was a good time. So, yeah, I guess we're just going to let's jump right into it now because we, I think, expressed how much we already loved this movie right. before watching it again. And first and foremost, I, even rewatching it, still holds up so well to me. Um, it was snappy, it was um, quickly paced, mm-hmm. um, it didn't drag, it wasn't. And it was. Like almost campy, I guess, or right. you know, it was over dramatic in such but ways. In the best but way possible. It, to me, yeah, it just was it blended so well. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. And I and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Straight still. from the get go with the intro, um, it was like pop arty. Yes, the comic know? pop art yeah. and uh very like Andy Warhol and then the song. I love that song because <laughs> of this movie. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed her voice. Too. Yes. Very <clears throat> hit those little warbly, mm-hmm. you know, high notes. Yeah. So already, uh, fun intro. Um, we didn't get damn typed in text. Exactly. <laughs> Finally. We're like, what? Five Instead, movies in. Instead we got, um, Diane Keaton narrating. Yes. That is how they And intro. I loved who they got to play the, the younger versions of the actors. Yes. But their voices were dubbed. Okay. With the original with, characters. So you know who they are is what I'm guessing. But it was... But wasn't... Was Goldie Pond still playing her younger self? No, no. That, that wasn't girl Goldie Hawn. looks like Goldie oh, That's Hawn what I'm saying. They did phenomenal them with the... Because uh, I thought Bette Midler's younger self like. I thought really... Bette Midler's looked pretty close. Um, and Goldie Hawn's were the closest. But the thing is, these women are older at this time, even in 1996. But they were such... Um, already on film at such young ages, we know what they look like at that age. And oh, like, you right. know what I mean? So like, I know, I remember what Diane Keaton looks like from the 60s. Like she did a lot of films back then. And I felt right. like the girl they had play her. Eh, that was didn't. close enough. And Stalker Channing, we know what she looked like when she was yeah. pretty young. Like, and I felt like the girl they had for her. Eh, like, I felt I like two did it. well and two were flops yeah. for me. I just... I thought it was so funny that they used the actual voices, though. Yeah, it was. Obviously, they don't sound like, nine, like whatever, 20-year-old girls. <laughs> they seen some things. Said, I swear, though, I thought the the young Goldie Hawn was Goldie Hawn. I was like, was she the only one? They let her play herself, <laughs> herself? like, from 1969? No, but it was, like, spot on, yeah. for sure. And then I wondered if it was Kate Hudson, but then I'm like, no, nah, I feel like she wouldn't have been quite old enough to, to look that I mean, age. I don't think so, yeah. in 1996. Yeah, not was, 96. So I think she's... Pretty close to my age. Is she? Yeah. So she would be. Older. That's what I'm saying. Either way, she would have been like a teen, teen right. teenager, like young, like twelve. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then what I noticed when they showed, you know, Stalker Channing, um, is it Channing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Rizzo. Yes. Yeah. You know the present day. 
Um, damn, she looked good in this movie. She really did. She was beautiful. And um, before we get too ahead of ourselves, yeah, they introduce, um, like I said, their young versions when they were in college. And then it's like going into present time. And then we're introduced to, I said, sad stalker Channing. <laughs> and yeah, even, but the way also she acted, she had that like shaky kind of unhinged. Yeah. Like, I'm a woman about to do something. On the verge of hysterics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slushing my drink all around. I know, but she really did look good. And I loved her hair. Yeah, me too. Like, it, the style but, suited but her. Many people throughout this movie had those long, shaggy bangs. It really was. was. Like I feel like Bardot-ish. that was like 96. I love that. It had that. to have been yeah. that hairstyle, oh, well, That was like right? the supermodel hair of the eras, True. I think. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, Heather Locklear, who was also oh yeah, movie. and had that same like yeah. haircut. Pam yeah, you're Anderson right. still had those like shaggy those bangs, bangs in the face. Yeah, and, yeah, and she it's a those very bangs sexy well. hairdo. I think come hither, yeah, almost. like yeah. bouncy and I, you know, eye grazing. Yes, <laughs> reminds me of the dog from Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> He's a tramp. Yeah. Oh man. Um, <laughs> so so yeah. Um, and she's basically uh, out there doing her thing. Um, you see the tabloids, so we catch that basically she's been divorced, and her husband married a younger woman, mm-hmm. Heather Locklear, and uh, she gives away her pearls to her maid and mm-hmm. sends her on her way with some handwritten notes. And then um, goes out on her balcony and uh, basically it's implying that she jumps. What I um, love before that when she comes out and she looks over and she can see her neighbor on like the Stairmaster mm-hmm. and she's like waving at her and then she does the, <laughs> she does the old uh, like lifting her drink I, up like how I, I do? Drink, smoke, wave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, eh, fuck you. I'm drinking, smoking while you're on your... Yeah, in her fur coat. <laughs> right. like, I mean, she just like... <laughs> Like that's she, a bad. I, I yeah, she looked like a yeah. bad bitch. But then she kills herself. Or she doesn't show that. They but don't show it. Yeah, kind of like she's leaning on top Woman on the of, edge. Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. And then, woman on know, edge. Once she the, once she gets her mindset to do something, she just goes ahead and does it. Yeah, with the Diane Keaton narration. So it cuts from that. But so I was don't like, know yet. Ugh, killing yourself over a man. Yeah, that was eh. the most disappointing part. Because you're like, you're beautiful. You live in this penthouse apartment. Now you get to live there all by yourself. Without the man? Without the man. Because <laughs> that guy seems like your money, or at least bag. half. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. yeah. That guy was a douchebag. I don't even so. remember who it was that played him or what he looked like now. No. He was that... Nothing. To yes, me. exactly. Not compared to her. And then, uh, so now this is the intro cuts where we're going to start getting into all the other characters. So now we intro to Diane Keaton's character, Annie. Um, they fully establish she has her mother calling her on the answering machine, and then her daughter's there. Um, you immediately find out that she's separated from her husband as well. And what I wrote was Diane Keaton and all her neurotic glory. Yes, that's perfect. Because this movie is nothing but neurotic Diane Yeah, exactly. Like, she is crazy. And the noises, like, meh, meh. The scream raging. I know. (laughs) It's like, I love it. It's It's great. It's very over the top. Um and it can be a little grating. Like, I wouldn't be able to be friends with this woman in real life. No, no right? Way. Absolutely not. But she played it excellent. Excellent. I know. <laughs> I lo- Yeah, I loved how she did it. <laughs> like, so yeah, just her voice. But for the long haul, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. 
Um, you find out that she's been a bit of a doormat and the daughter is like not about them getting back together because she does not like her dad. Not at all. Um, she establishes that she's the lesbian in, mm-hmm. in this story, um, not Brenda. Um, and so I like how then the grandma shows up, right? Um, Diane Keaton's mom. And uh, the daughter calls her a doormat and then she calls her a lesbian. But I'm like, yeah. you just outed your daughter yeah, in front her of grandmother. her grandma. Like... <laughs> Like she doormat. didn't say she was ready Let's yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, Annie's a bit of a savage before right. they even really like. She's just uh, keeping it all in. Yeah. That's um, and then okay, so now we get um, the Elise intro, and she is uh, in a chair asking for Rob Reiner to give it to her. Yeah. <laughs> give it to me. What is he? I can't even remember what she says now. I don't remember what his name was in the thing. I was yeah. just like, Rob, that's Rob Reiner. Yep. And, um. Giving her all kinds of fillers. Lip injections. Yeah. yeah lip fillers. fillers. So we find out she's supposed to be, um, a movie star. Very, uh, stereotypical but plastic o- surgery. Over the hot girl mm-hmm. movie well, star age. Well, she's 45 age. now. Yeah. And as 46. she's. 46. Oh, yeah. As she says, you have Babe, District Attorney, and Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> And then uh, that's what I, I was like, 46? Like, that's supposed to be old? <laughs> Apparently. I mean. Like, 46 well, now is a like, movie star, you I know, guess, but have you seen, like, like, Jennifer Aniston is way over 46 and she looks hot. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, is she acting? I think so. Is she? I oh, yeah. Know. She's doing, like, yeah. Netflix stuff. Yeah. Well, times have changed. It's I not, know. I'm just saying, like, that blows, now that I'm getting closer to 40, 46, I'm like, that's nothing. What? what like, that's so old. Like, it was the 90s. <laughs> right. They uh, make sure you are aware of. Yeah. Um, okay. So we uh, introduced, uh, yeah, to her. Um, I like how she's, like, just always smoking. I yeah, kind of, I know. Like, I kind of appreciated that um, with her character. Which is so funny, because back in the day, like, she was definitely my favorite character watching it growing up mm. like i remember i used to run on the treadmill like yeah. crazy woman and that's who i envisioned myself being running like oh yeah i'm like goldie hahn uh, <laughs> it clears my mind too goldie hahn it totally clears my mind <laughs> like, i'm gonna get that haircut like just like goldie hahn like i oh, loved man. her so much now, especially in that movie. now i'm obviously fucking diane keaton <laughs> <laughs> anxiety riddled mess like scream raging in my house about cleaning shit <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so funny I'm sorry <laughs> um and now um when we find out she's also divorced and um her husband left her and is like with the younger actress now mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. and then we're introduced into brenda uh bet midler's character uh we find out uh she's a mom and she's booked burning sensation for the bar mitzvah <laughs> Got the dance you wanted. Oh, Burning Sensation. I just thought that was a gross name and and funny to put in there. Um, And oh my God. Sounds like a teen band. They did her dirty with that hair. I was like, well, maybe you wouldn't look so old, Brenda, if you didn't have this old lady hairdo. It's Roller set. Oh my God. But it's like the, like a Mrs. Brady kind of mullet style. It's like a Jacqueline Sykes wig from the catalog. That's what that is. Like old lady wig. Oh my God. It was bad. Yeah. You gotta Um, have the little like tendrils. Around her. Yeah. Ears and neck. And then that. 
Ugh. Yeah. And I get that they, like, were dressing her frumpy and, like, because in the end, when she's just dressed kind of, like, as Bette Midler was right. during that time in normal <laughs> clothes at the end, um, she's not fat ever. Like, no, I feel like they just they were, padded yeah, her out. Yeah. Like, clothes. to make her, like, kind of, yeah, frumpy. But, um... She was never like, yeah, like, I don't know, certain things like that. This movie was very superficial in that respect. Well, it was the 90s. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's where you see it from that perspective. Um, so, yeah, and then this is where the first act of this movie, and this is one thing that I do like about this movie with the pacing, is it is very quick. It goes back and forth between their stories um, that they are all have this parallel, you know, mm-hmm. kind of... Um, Lives. Lives, yeah, and uh, events that they're going through um, dealing with their husbands. Uh, And then, yeah, like the quick pace, very clear three acts. Like the first act, we are being introduced to everything and what's going on. Uh, Then and and now situation. Yeah, it goes um, fully in. So it goes back and forth for a while. We're going to see Annie. She's with her mom. They're walking Roach. She's talking about therapy um and her mom you find out is like a forceful kind of uh controlling yeah woman. controlling woman in her life too um then the next thing you know cynthia's death is announced um on the tv uh when annie's with her mom so that's how she's finding out um elise finds out they show a clip of her like after she's had her big old fillers done <laughs> yeah. and she sees it on a newspaper stand and hey, um, just looks it's just comical. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it uh, goes between even how how does Brenda find out? Uh, that's what they, I, was I don't thinking. think they showed um, Brenda's. No, they had to have, but I don't remember. Or was what it happened. when she was with Eduardo? Maybe I'm not sure. But yeah, so either way, uh, they all end up at Cynthia's funeral, mm-hmm. and at this point, they haven't seen each other uh, apparently since college, like graduation right. around that it's like time. Twenty years is what it. Yeah. Uh, we're introduced to the Ganilla uh, Garson Goldberg. Yeah, Dame Maggie Smith. I know. She was excellent <clears throat> in this, too. Mm-hmm. She's I just, good in everything. Mm-hmm, yeah, she really was. So she's uh, supposed to be the friend of Elise's. Um, and she's like high society. Yeah, kind of friend. like super high society. Um, Diane Keaton. Um, still, uh, I put a, a high-pitched rascally rabbit. That is how I <laughs> described her during some scenes of... Uh, <clears throat> This film. Um, yeah, and Brenda's there with her designer friend, Duardo. Who she works for, apparently. Who she works for, apparently. And um, she keeps, like, yelling at Elise, and Elise keeps looking back, like, do I know like, that woman? Like, yeah. I like that and scene. Like, what did she say? Has she had work done? Honey, she's a quilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Um, Goldie Hawn was the best in this movie. Like, just the way she was holding her lips to make them look like they're all silicone-filled mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, you know, the just even the way she laughs. Expressive. The way she, herself. she definitely yeah. was the most, um, like expressive in her face and everything mm. for her to have supposed to be the character who doesn't who like isn't supposed to be very moving the face right. you know what <laughs> i mean like she's Botox. supposed to have all this like plastic <laughs> surgery and stuff she was still the most expressive um doing a lot of physical i feel like comedy, comedy more right. yeah more than uh, the other two and i love that line when they're <laughs> the funeral's over and they're like thank you like, well should we i mean should we go out to to lunch? lunch? Like, yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Like, why? We gotta eat. I know. <laughs> I love when they first meet too in that, res- 
scene and Goldie Hawn and then she says something about Brenda like beautiful but and she's yearning Brenda <laughs> like, <laughs> like just the lines like and I really enjoyed the chemistry immediately between Bette Midler and Goldie Hawn yes yeah I felt like they really did I feel like Diane Keaton does a good job of being supposed to be her neurotic kind of character where she is that person that's kind of on the outskirts tie or kind of bringing ties all them, of together. them together mm-hmm. yeah. yeah exactly like she's not either here nor there and right. then um but the back and forth between brenda and goldie is just super enjoyable mm-hmm. and uh and then when they go out to the restaurant and uh, they're like oh what do you want to drink virgin mary bloody mary vika rocks yes <laughs> and i felt like it was very much like an archetype like we said a golden girl-esque formation right um you got your rose you yeah which your is dorothy. a diane keaton almost yeah. is rose and then definitely uh brenda is dorothy brenda is dorothy goldie's blanche exactly and then uh diane keaton's mother is it can sophia. be sophia yeah. exactly yeah so that was like perfect um and this is when they have this utterly bizarre ladies lunch where they go so deep like immediately like just I know why Cynthia did it, and because of right. that, and like like Goldie Hawn's like full. And they get on. drunker and drunker and, and drunker and drunker. It's obviously been hours, and they're like loaded at the table. Yes, <laughs> like Annie's in denial about her relationship because the other women have kind of opened up very quickly <laughs> well, about I, theirs falling it, apart. Also, why it's the '90s is because um, Bette Midler's husband, you know, he had a uh, full blown midlife crisis, and he got an earring and he went rollerblading. I know, I was just like, she's like I don't want to go rollerblading. Morty, you got an earring. What are you, a pirate? What are you, a pirate, Morty? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. And, um, and, then, <laughs> and then, but this is where we first get, it's the 90s for God's sake. Yep, exactly. That's one of many times it's mentioned. Because yes. they're so proud of it. And then I also like that scene when um, Annie's describing like, oh, well, we're not really like, we're, their marriage is fine. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're just separated. And then they're like, and it, Jolly Han doesn't laugh at her glass when she's taking her drink. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, so funny. Her scoffing. Yeah. <laughs> It's the 90s, for God's sake. I know. And then this is when um, we get into Elise, though. And we're like, I just wish I would have let myself go like you two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, just the quips in some of this one. Um, like, they were just funny. They still held up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is when, uh, okay, so finally this never-ending lunch has, like, gone on. And I'm guessing it's the next day. Uh, Annie is, um, at her therapy appointment where we meet Leslie, the therapist, and they Mm -hmm. give her, like, she tells her she has, like, unexpressed anger, and she's, like, trying to get her to, like, just hit me, Annie, hit me! (laughs) And Annie just goes fucking hard. Yeah, I love, I love that scene still. Whack, whack, whack! Knock that bitch's earring off. And then, uh, again, this is where they go back and forth, like, between all of it, with all the setups. They go to Elise's divorce proceedings, and they were like, and she's like, and my personal favorite, blah, 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 where she's a sensual veterinarian. Extremely sensual veterinarian. And that look <laughs> like, on her face, like, mm-hmm. Like, yes. so proud. I know. She's like, yes, I know. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and you find out she's going to have to pay her husband, her ex-husband alimony. And split everything she owns mm-hmm. with him. And liquidate all their assets. assets. 
Um, so then we go to Brindo and a Brindo. Brindo. <laughs> I have Brenda and Eduardo right by Brindo. So I'm going to call them when they're together, Brindo. So Brindo um, are together. And uh, you run into Morty in the store With where they're... With girlfriend. Sarah Jessica Parker. Who I always forget that she was such a sex symbol back then because... She is not now. I mean, Mm-mm. people do not like Sarah Jessica Parker. No, no. There is a lot of hate for her. There is a lot of hate for her. And then, and then she makes a fat joke to Brenda. Yes. Uh, again, cuts to Elise. Now she's with oh, no, Mr. Wait, Oily Fant. You missed when they're still in a department store and Brenda's talking to her ex, you know, Morty. Mm-hmm. When she goes, what does she say? You've got a nerve. Oh, yeah, you've got a nerve. Like, we're, like <laughs> we're in an Archie Bunny. bunker. You've like. got a nerve. I knock you to the moon. Yeah, because she basically is like, how am I going to pay for it, Morty? Because yeah. I guess. And that's the thing. Okay, so this is basically setting it up. We know that Annie's husband and him and her are, like, separated. We haven't really got to see much of him yet to know, mm. like, kind of how much of a slime he is. Um, but that's what they're setting up with the therapist, you know, like she's in therapy. Um, Elise, uh, it's kind of obvious how her husband's a slime. Uh, and then with Morty. Apparently he's making all his money and then not giving her anything. Not giving her anything. And she was a housewife before. Right. Not only that, but apparently his son is still close to him. So you're not paying for your son's college education, even though he still comes to your house? Yeah. Like, it what seems... What kind of dad are you? Exactly. Like, he seems like the, sh- the shittiest, shittiest one shit. in the parent. Because yeah. at least the other guy, Aaron, So you or just want to be the fun dad and buy him presents, but not pay for his college education yeah. when you physically can? Or like, and do they own the apartment? Or is she having to pay the apartment rent by well, herself? Well, because look how tiny like, her apartment is. Yeah. Like, did Morty... Is that... Was that their family home? Or was that her having to go get her own apartment? after they separated like or divorced like well, what if, if where he lived was a family home i hope to god they didn't have those stairs when he was no little. because <laughs> no that wasn't their family home i meant brenda where brenda's living like was that where morty their starter used to place live? i don't know yeah apparently he's had money for a that's what bit. i'm saying so yeah like it just so it seems like yeah he's just being a total like abandoned his family yeah. but only wants to help a little bit to like still maintain some relationship with his son like but not really because i mean you gotta (laughs) when you live in paycheck to paycheck and then your dad's driving a fucking lamborghini something's not right there (laughs) exactly (laughs) so yeah so already i just want to point out that morty is uh you were a good dad to alicia silverstone and clueless but you (laughs) suck in this one (laughs) (laughs) he was also the dad in night at the roxbury was he not (laughs) And he was okay dad in there. I think he was okay. He was trying to teach them a yeah, lesson. Yeah, he was trying to teach them some <laughs> well-roundedness. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, okay, so, yeah, after that was when Elise, and she's with uh, the new young hot director, and he wants her to play, though, the mother part, she finds out. And then he's like, oh, Mon- you can be Monique's mother, Elise Elliot, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> right. Which is just the horror. The horror. Clutch my pearls. I know. Because, I mean, she's at the age on the cusp of, this is the youngest you're ever going to be. You're never going to be any younger. You're only going to get older. And uh, so now we go back to, again, back to Brenda and And Elise and all of them going, having like, they're all kind of having like a bummed out night, Brenda and Elise are. Like, oh, it's not going very well at all. Yeah, we're having, what what I really hated in this, but this was a thing for women of the 90s. Um, the fat woman pictures on the fridge. Oh, God. Fridge, yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to look like that. 
Uh, I'm, I so, did it myself. Oh my know? god! Oh yeah, we always had like fat woman pictures on our fridge. Like, That's no, terrible. we can't. We don't want to go to the fridge and eat snacks because then we'll be fat. And like, it's so terrible. It is. And you're like, thanks, nineties. <laughs> exactly. Either that, or I'd have like the picture of the person I'd want to look like. Oh yeah, fridge. the finspo. Yeah. Uh. Or like the <laughs> little pictures that I made of what I wanted to look like, like <laughs> MS Paint. <laughs> Imported my head on a drawn on body. (laughs) Either way, not a healthy thing to do. No, so that's, we don't condone that part in this movie. Um, And this is where, so like I said, the other two have been having a bad night. Um, Annie is having dinner in with her mother, which I feel like Annie in this story is more of the frontlining character because she narrates and it kind of shows you. I feel like it does show their parts equally, but um, she just has more of the support system. Right. Um, Brenda just has her son, but her son's young. It's not someone she can well, lean on. Well, he's a teen, on. so yeah. teens don't... So Annie does have her dad. But Brenda, of course, does end up having family, Uncle Carmine and stuff later that help. But I just felt like her mom was like... I don't know, for them, her... For them to be like, oh, her mom's supposed to be kind of like this controlling bitch. But she always seems very nice to me. Right. Like, I don't feel like they really well, displayed I mean, that well enough. Yeah, she was definitely very nice. She was supportive. She mm. was just a little critical. Yeah. She always had an opinion about something. True, but it, it but didn't that's even... not controlling. But even the way they displayed it, like, they needed to either up the ante and make right. her more overbearing of a mother, or just let her have been just a nice mom that Annie had. Right. Like, either or, you know? Like, I just don't feel like they did lived up to how they kind of were, like, making Annie's mom seem like she is yeah, in Yeah, well, life. you don't want... It, you still want to be like, oh, well, she's not like a totally awful mom. That's not, true. Don't blame you, all your problems on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Annie, well, uh, there's nothing wrong with you, first and foremost. Yeah, exactly. Well, because I'm like, your mom isn't neurotic at all. Not like that. Like, yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm just like, I don't know why they're trying to make it seem like her mom was so bad. Yeah. Um, she's like a newborn cult, like ready to <laughs> take off at any minute. She's going to dart. Um, so, uh, Annie's husband calls and, oh, and she's swooning cause he wants to take her to dinner. And then, where, where are you going to go? Her pants are always oh. so high. They look uncomfortable. They do. I, that's the one thing. Normally I like Diane Keaton, like the way they dress her in a lot of films and I like her own personal style. Like she always does. She usually pulls off slacks very well. But not when they're, I don't know. It, the end seams were like too high. Like. It just looks uncomfortable. It looked uncomfortable. It looks like that's going to be all up that's in. That's probably maybe what it was supposed to be, though. I'm wondering almost because she's so uptight that they yeah. feel like they should make her slacks. Like, you know, as like everything about her. As yeah, like as uptight as possible. Uptight her. Crotch. I would hope if they did, that's very thoughtful and I think it worked well. Yeah. Because they did have her in a skirt in the last scene, she wasn't in pants. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her oh, okay. and Brenda wore skirts. And, oh, and then at least the Yeah, pants. was wearing the yeah. pants. Okay. So I feel like that was like her like loosening up. Right. And, uh. Oh, and then, uh, that's when we first meet her husband. Oh, right beforehand though. Just, because again, the neurotic, crazy Diane Keaton in this movie, when she's so excited telling her mother, thinking, oh, we're going to get back together and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, and then he, about, about me poisoning his food? Like, <laughs> what was, I like how there's no explanation, no context. Her just like 
bantering this stuff off. And your then husband you're like, thinks he's, you're poisoning him. Yeah, I'm like, why would he have thought she was poisoning him? Well, like, apparently what? he's kind of neurotic himself. Right? <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. So, yeah, so then they go and they have dinner at a really freaking fancy place like do restaurants even like that exist anymore with a dance floor yeah with just like big dance floors well like, i've never been to new york so i wouldn't know yeah i guess they probably do still exist i just feel like that's so old school even I'm, in the I'm 90s like, how much fun like to go actually dinner and dancing and it's not like a you know a skank tank <laughs> <laughs> you know like grinding on right. having some men grinding on you yeah while you're trying to eat nachos <laughs> always fun <laughs> i don't know i don't dance man so no it did not look like a good time to me no but like dancing like that where it's actually like you know like prom dancing not like grinding just like yeah somebody waltzing you around the floor yeah like, like eating i'm a doing good steak dinner making yourself feel real classy you know like <laughs> you're on a date frank sinatra or something <laughs> right it's like come on dame like oh we want to get drink some champagne and then Dance the, tango, the night away. Dance the night away. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. They go and have a fancy night. Um, it's just, yeah, at this point, like, I just wrote quick, quick pacing because it went back and forth um, so quickly. Oh, and her husband was the dad from 7th Heaven. That's where show. I was yeah. like, is that the 7th Heaven it's dad? the 7th Heaven dad. Did he have a scandal? I feel like he's a total perv. Is he the one? Is he the one? I know it's I know it's one of them from Seventh Heaven. I can't remember exactly who it was though. I don't know. I feel like he wasn't the dad, but maybe he was, or maybe he just he, looks no, just like him. I'm pretty sure he's the okay. dad from Seventh Heaven. I don't know. I don't feel like googling it. Either <laughs> way, well, he played a piece of shit, and that's probably why he was good yeah. at it. If it's the guy we're thinking, <laughs> otherwise, I'm sorry if you're not a bad person. <laughs> but eh, I don't know in real life, so I don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so she ends up uh, doing it with her husband, thinks they're getting back together. And he's like, oh, Annie, I love you. I know. And he's like, Annie, I love you. Come here. Come here. I know. And then just to like. Uh, 180s. 180s. I want a divorce. Yeah. And then uh, that is when they are arguing a bit. And. But um, uh, when she's, she does like, like that scream. You know, when she's getting upset and she's like, but we she just starts, like, ah! Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's when, so that's starting and then the therapist shows up and you're like, oh. Oh, like, shit. I remember the first time I saw this movie and you're like, oh, how dare he? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, and this is when Diane Keaton just gets more and more demented and crazy. Yeah, she's on the verge. Just, she is yeah, a woman on edge. Exactly. She's just total breakdown. And she just did it so good. And those screams just like, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. just like, I don't I'm even know how sorry. she. Yeah, the got this octaves. Yeah, I loved it. And the way she did her, she has like her eyes like halfway closed. And it's like. Yeah, she nails it. She nails it. She nails it. And then it. when she's leaving, she's like, just, you know, crying. That, then, oh, yeah. Walking out the door. It was so good. Um, so now this is where we go into another girls' night. But I'm like, so this is the same freaking night that they've been, like, going back and forth in, like, quite a bit. Like, that's where it is quick pace, but I do feel like certain things maybe they could have cut. Um, but it was only, like, an hour and 45 minutes. So it really wasn't even that long of a movie with as much as they did kind of jam in here. Yeah. I feel like. Um, so, yeah, this is where you get... Um, what is it? What did you call it? Candles and, and food that they always have. They have candles and snacks. Candles and snacks. They do some kind of snack spread. Mm-hmm. 
With lots of candles lit. Yes. Which I do love that aesthetic, so. Yeah. And I loved the, uh, you know, when they come up for the idea for the First Wives Club. And yes. That's why know. I said Annie finds her ovaries. Right. <laughs> She's ready for justice. And uh, knowing her husband has been fucking their shared therapist on the right. side has finally brought her on edge. And they throw all their wedding bands. And the um, champagne glass. And the champagne glass. And then. Which I love that kind of scene too. But then Annie drinks out of it. And it kind of grossed me out. Yeah. <laughs> it's on everybody's finger. I know. It's been for how long? Going through. Yeah. Like, oh, God, uh. no. I'm like, I would not. No. Put your ring glass, your ring in your own glass. Exactly. Bitch, and drink out of no, it. No, exactly. I would not <laughs> do that. Anybody else's Absolutely not. Ring juice. <laughs> <laughs> ring juice. <laughs> so yeah, that really grossed me out. But I did think it was funny as everybody <clears throat> had. I was like, is that all wedding rings were in the '90s, or just a gold band? Because that's literally what all of them had. Yeah, true. Uh, this is where they clearly mark Act Two. Like, like I said, it's, right. everything is very clearly marked out where it needs to be as they're going through the story. This is the uh, gathering the troops um, part of the film. And uh, they go immediately to the lesbian bar that Annie's daughter is partaking because, one, she just wants to show her that she supports her. Right. And, two, because... In her own environment. Mm-hmm. And, two, because she was like, oh, yeah, she can help us, like, screw over her, her husband. Yeah, yeah, her dad. Uh, this is when, um, Elise starts liquidating all their belongings. That's how she's starting to, um, get back at her husband. Uh, and when she <laughs> says her belongings, she means everything. 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 And it's the 90s, Bill. Downsize. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, letting us know that it is indeed. The 90s. The 90s. Uh, Brenda, uh, her Sicilian uncle Carmine, mm-hmm. um. Just happens to have a. You know, it's New York. You just happen to have a mob guy in the family. Of course. Of course, Brenda does. Um, uh, he does offer to um, kill him, which I feel like Brenda should have taken. Take him up. <laughs> like, eh, I mean, who would miss him? Sarah Jessica Parker? I know. Morty <laughs> the garbage. That's what you're Exactly. <laughs> Accurate. Um, but this is where they find out that uh, he probably has committed fraud and uh, Brenda probably needs to get his books. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, again, where they set up. They know what they have to do to start getting back at their husband's. And they're gathering the people and uh, the evidence they need to do so. Um, to ruin them. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so you get a lot of that of just them going back and forth uh, between their plans with Elise, going with her husband. Um, she meets Monique. Mm-hmm. And, Who's uh, going to play Monique. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's discovered that... The, her name's Phoebe. Yeah, that her, she was going to play Monique. A.K.A. Jesse Spaniel. Pisses her <laughs> off even more because she's like, oh, my God, I'm not going to play your mom. Exactly. Monique's yeah. mother? Exactly. Um, and then they get... Um, oh, and then I like how they're, they're like, well, we need, a, we need a club space. And I was like, this is such a fucking typical rich, like, New York woman. Like, to me, like... Oh, well, we have we need our club space. Like, let's right. renovate this building that someone happens to own. Well, first, they just get a club space just to meet at for themselves. That's what I'm saying. Like, they for had themselves. business cards just for themselves. Like, they hadn't even had the idea to do anything with it yet. And then, yeah, they already had business cards printed. Because yeah. we got time for that money. Exactly. Oh, I just happen to have a building, actually. I know. So, here we go. We can use this. So, yeah, so they start setting their plans in motion. Um, but this is where we get uh, a big chunk of the movie um, mm-hmm. is the uh, 
Eduardo, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker uh, scene, which I think was still watching it, was very well done. It's, yeah, it's very one of those like, um, like physical mm-hmm. um, shenanigans. Yes, yes. Like gets and you all hyped up. Chaotic. Oh, will they get caught? Will they not get caught? Exactly. It was very chaotic. I liked um, the back and forth. I liked the actor who plays Eduardo. And then he's yes. like, look at the sea and the taxis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, like, we're done with that staircase. (laughs) Like when they're finally sneaking out. When Annie is like freaking out when they finally. So their whole plan is they got to get these files and they uh, get the designer. They get Ganella in on it. It's like a whole freaking operation. Operation. Like it's a con at this point. Like really when you look at this movie, you're like, they straight up conned a lot of these people. Yeah. They break Breaking and entering. Like they went hardcore. Straight out fraud. I know. It's a Hilarious. So yeah, um, they do get the files, but Annie just when she's screaming, I'm clean. I'm oh, clean. Yeah. I'm clean. I'm clean. <laughs> like I just dying Keaton man in this movie. She kills me. Yeah, I know, she's so funny. And so then they had to sneak out the window and they're in like, okay, well it's like the balcony or whatever. Mm. And they're gonna go down the window washing whatever that gaffolding yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And the way she's like screaming for it, she looks on the side like, ah, I can't, I can't, I can't. So yeah, it's like. I'm afraid of everything. <laughs> I'm afraid of everything. Yeah. Such a good line. And then but, when they finally get down to the bottom, you know, like, oh my God, they're falling. And then they, you know, stop like an inch from the ground. Yeah. And how they both, all, all three of them lean over so the edge. Like, ah. Like, like the was, overacting was, was still perfect. enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Like it wasn't too, it because wasn't too much Because the timing was so good, mm-hmm. you know. I think that's what really made it. Yeah, I really do think they played off of each other well. I think when all three of them, like, really get going, it was, like, still cohesive enough right. to where it wasn't. Nobody tried to overshine each other. They yeah. They all just, like, really hammed it up, and it was it, Yeah, perfect. yeah, it really was. It was It was perfect. Um, and then it's followed by another girl's night. An awesome snack picnic with yes. candles. Yes, And I was like, I've never been able to have that kind of picnic where... Throw caution to the wind, throw blankets on the ground, and then just, like, pistachio shells and popcorn everywhere. I'm like, uh, can we not? Like, this is how you get ants. <laughs> can we not get trash all over the floor? Or do we have to pick up enough of that as it is on a regular basis? And when I have a girl's night, having to go shake out three, throw blankets full of popcorn and <laughs> pistachio <peanut> shells. <laughs> but oh in my God. theory, it looks awesome. And I don't even own that many candles to light, but it looks this that it, it is... Super extra for a chill girls' night in with three, you know, three girlfriends. Right. Um, but I know, but it just made you like, ah, oh, so cool. I know. As I remember a, yeah. as a kid, I thought that was just I was awesome. like, oh, that's going to be us when we're adults and we mm-hmm. have all of our friends. We're going to have our <laughs> snack picnics on the ground. I'm like, I ain't sitting on no ground. My back can't handle that. <laughs> no, I'm like, I can't even get down there on the floor right now. Like, and you're supposed to be 46. I'm like 11 years older, <laughs> younger than that. And I still, I can't get on the ground like that. I need some pillows. <laughs> right. No, I don't want to get down that far because somebody's going to have to help me up. <laughs> um, and that's when we get a little bit of the You Don't Own Me uh, yeah. singing. When, and they leave Annie <laughs> and let right. her sing on her own. Uh, and then we go into the auction part, um, I believe, right? Yes. And yeah, the big old swindle. Because now they're even even more swindling people. Because now they've tricked Sarah Jessica Parker into going to this auction. And it's Elise's items. But mm-hmm. we know that 
Annie is the one selling the items for Elise. Right, right. And um, so, yeah, and then uh, they have a couple of people, um, uh, Elise being among them. She's even, like, bidding on her own Mm -hmm. stuff, I think, at different times to drive up the price. And at one point, Brenda does it. And I like how they have her in, like, that crazy... Color uh, blocking, yeah, blonde yeah. with purple jacket, orange gloves. Like, <laughs> like, are you supposed to be inconspicuous? No, like, <laughs> no, she's supposed to be fabulous, and wealthy. Oh man, but yeah, so they basically get Sarah Jessica Parker to buy. This is like six hundred thousand dollars worth of shit. That's why I'm like, how rich is Morty supposed Obviously, to be? And he's giving nothing to his and son. He, his son is living exactly. in like a two bedroom apartment and they're living in some crazy penthouse. Like, right. what kind of piece of shit dad are you? And then, and he's, he's, I can't stay mad at you because I get to fuck you. Ugh. 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 Really? Okay, that's, she must mm-hmm. be good because that's $600,000, yeah. dude. So now they're back together again, and uh, they've been trying to think about how their plan's been going. So far, so good for Annie a little bit, and um, Brenda, and uh, Elise kind of is getting upset because she can't find anything on Bill. He's Mm -hmm. been pretty squeaky clean in that respect. Um, And she's been drinking a lot, and she kind of lets them know. She's like, we can't find shit on Bill, and I'm paying, this is my money. Like, she's been funding, like, this entire thing, it seems like. Yeah. Um, So you can't get, uh, can't blame her, uh, or get mad at her really too much. But this is where they confront her drinking issue, and although I understand, I feel like this was good, because they had to make some kind of, like, climactic like point right. to where you know <clears throat> some kind of conflict exactly like something that that's can be gonna resolved and break come them back up together. yeah yeah like because the husbands they're the people they're against but they're not the husbands aren't like actively going against the women too hard so there isn't like a strict villain that was right, hindering right. their progress so they made it to where like it's themselves they're self-sabotaging right. at this point um which i do think is appropriate for because i know I feel like in an instance like that, that would be me too. I would probably self-sabotage before it would be someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Sometimes you're, you're um, your own worst enemy. You are. Yeah. You're always your own worst critic anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I could see where, so basically they all just have this big fight blow up. And uh, this is when they just start slapping. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Because Diane Keaton just goes off. Because again, it's kind of Brenda and Elise how they have their very strong dynamic. Like, and selfish assholes. Yeah, and then Diane Keaton just goes off so with selfish assholes. And then they all just start unhinged. Take turns slapping each other. Somebody slaps Annie. I think it's Brenda slaps Annie. Then Elise slaps Brenda. Then Brenda slaps Elise. Elise. And my face. Oh my God, my face. My money maker. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, completely blows up. And then they have a sad song montage. Which I love that song. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, Can't remember the name of it right this second, but. And we also, uh, when we were watching, Jessica remembered that we think we used that song for one of our little homemade One movies. of our own sad <laughs> movie montages and our homemade movies. <laughs> and it was supposed to be a... a monkey puppet that was walking away dejected (laughs) yeah yeah so annie is uh now with what i call her second support system which is her daughter and her mom and they have snacks and candles of course so i feel like it's probably been 
Annie the whole time providing the snacks, snacks and, and candles. candles. Yes. <laughs> so she does it at her own house. Yes. So it seems and like there's always popcorn involved. Yeah, and it seems like that's what she's always bringing to the table to, to the people and she's around. Um, but then we do see where Elise comes to Brenda for help, mm-hmm. um, and does basically admit, you know, she has, she a doesn't problem. want to end up like her friend who was drunk when she mm-hmm. committed suicide. Exactly. Um, so then later they're all back at the clubhouse. It seems like Annie's cleaning up, getting ready to just call it quits. And, uh, they tell her about how they've made up explaining basically <laughs> they know why they had their blow up because they are just doing something kind of petty against their own husbands and it needs to be bigger than them mm-hmm. so they have a goal to to work work towards, towards. that's not just about revenge and yes. a reason why they actually need this clubhouse exactly yeah exactly <laughs> to justify this expense exactly uh, so this is where we enter the final act. The final countdown. Which, um, basically, yeah, I feel like the, the final act goes by pretty quickly. It does, yeah. Uh, Morty gets his comeuppance. He's in the middle of filming a commercial with Sarah Jessica Parker wearing an evening dress. I guess she's supposed to be a customer shopping <laughs> in an Excuse a, me, electronic store in an evening dress. Ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so basically mob guys come and get him. Mm-hmm. You think it's like FBI or something, but you realize it's Uncle Carmine who's got right. him. Uh, and they call it Operation Hell's Fury, which I love because yeah. that's totally the hell hath no fury, like right, a woman scorned. Scorn. So, cause I'm pretty sure that is the motto of this movie. Right. Um, and this is when they gather the rest of the men. <laughs> you find out that Annie has bought out, um... The other half of Aaron's agency, mm-hmm. which I kind of liked Annie's revenge a lot in respect of her. Yeah, like, hers was like taking what he had worked for. And then, well, because apparently she used to be in marketing before. Exactly. Um, she had uh, her daughter. And now, though, he's like, it's all my, you know, yeah. so like taking like, mm, no. And then he was like, well, I'll just take my, all my accounts and leave. And she's like, well, I just secured this $45 million Account, account, which we find out, I, I'm guessing, is Morty's yeah, appliances. Like, yeah, like, or like well, electronics. Or or appliance. I thought it was appliances. I have no idea. I can't remember now. Well. But either way. Irrelevant. <laughs> yes. He's worth $45 million. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> so. Like, what? Okay, so he's got, so now he, we know, not just $600,000, that's like chump change for him. He's mm-hmm. worth $45 million and still can't pay for his kid's education. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. And, um, so yeah, again, cements that Morty is the worst one of them, but yeah, you find out Annie buys the agency, um, but you are like, where would Annie get the money? Cause she is supposed to have mm-hmm. not worked for a while or whatever. So you find out that everything that she sold for Elise, well, Elise had sold it to her for just a dollar. For a dollar. And when she liquidated the assets, so that's what she gives in return to her husband is literally a dollar in quarters. Well, at first she gave him the 50 cents. Yeah. That's half of the liquidated the, assets. Yeah. Oh, fine. You can have it all. <laughs> I know. The third take it. 50 cents on his desk. And then she, um, <clears throat> you know, meets up with his girlfriend, uh, Jesse Spanio. Um, earlier to like discuss, oh, if I'm going to play Monique's mom, we need to like know each other better. Yes, because that was finally after they had their argument and they couldn't find anything on Bill. They kind of discovered, oh, hey, maybe the younger woman is the key. Maybe and, she's too young. Yep. And so then we, the, when they're gathering the men, <laughs> Elise can reveal that, oh, she's 16. 
Yeah, and I was like, 16! I know, I did I not, not remember. Well, obviously, she had to have been underage, or else why would it have been a big I deal know, she was when, 19? And but. when I was younger, I didn't, you know, like, I was young when I watched this right. movie. Enough to, like, appreciate, like, the storyline of knowing, like, what things meant. But still young enough to not... Think 16 was that young, well, I guess. Well, and also, because I didn't understand the implications. Right. I was like, oh, yeah. like, now I know they were sleeping together. Well, and he was, yeah, committing statutory rape, essentially. <laughs> right. Um, but when I was a kid, like, I don't know what that is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I never remembered, like, what his comeuppance was right. in comparison to the other guys. Right. But now I was like, oh, him. shit. Like, yeah, like, oh, you could have go to jail. I know. And then he's like, you know, he's supposed to be like a Hollywood producer. Yeah. And then just knowing the things that you know now of right. like what has happened with Hollywood producers, like, you know, like with being predators and everything. It was like, oh, yeah, cringy. Yeah. Slimy. So it was definitely, I guess, more on the nose. Right. <laughs> And um, she was supposed to be 16, though. Come on. I know. Yeah. She's like 32 in this movie. I mean, in 96, I guess she had been playing Jessie, though, in Saved by the Bell just like, what, five years previously, right? Yeah, but she like... She wasn't 16 in Saved by the Bell, but I'm just saying... I mean, maybe they started when the show first aired. They were pretty young. Pretty young, young, yeah. Yeah, at this point, there's no way she's... She's got to be like 20, at least 26. Yeah, yeah. At least. And, um... So, yeah, this is when they basically give them all this bad news. Um, Also, with um, Morty, Brenda confronts him with the books, like, Mm -hmm. saying she knows everything. And uh, I like how she, though, kidnaps him, like, with Uncle Carmine. Like, they're in a meat locker. Like, hers was definitely (laughs) the most intimidating, I feel like. Um, And she's basically telling him, like, yo, I'm going to take over the electronics. You're going to get a salary, whatever. You'll be fine. But I'm in charge now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so she seemed more like, um, I don't know, like a boss bitch doing all that, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, so I do and feel that's bad. that's why I was so let down at the end. Oh, when yeah, she gets I know. together with it. Well, and I, like I said, I also feel bad for Elise, just that, like, because what did she end up, what did she get for not revealing her information? She just made him come and help. Just made him pay for the pay for renovations. The stuff. Okay, and that's stuff. what I thought. Yeah, so she still got something. I think out he of still him. has to pay monthly for mm-hmm. I don't know ever or whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they did end up getting all their comeuppance to an extent. But yeah, and this is when you have the reno- uh, renovation scene uh, montage. Yeah, with the, the sisters, sisters are, are doing it for themselves. <laughs> Which Completely. I love that song. It's cheesy, then. but it works. Yeah. yeah, it's like total nice, um, you know. And it shows them all just like bettering themselves and doing things in their lives. Um, you Lisa's see that doing theater. Yes, and of I the... love that they still showed though the um, Berkeley's character was like still in the audience, like, like cheering her, her on. Yeah, rooting for her. I thought that was yes, like, women good. power, women supporting women. Um, and then they finally have the big update, and they've decided they made a cri- a women's crisis center uh, yeah. named after. Cynthia and that's where they're making all this money and all this stuff go to um but what did I have um yeah when they're supposed to be being interviewed by Kathy Lee right I like how at this point they gave all the women blowouts like did you yeah yeah, they all had the same hairdo they all had the same hairdo (laughs) and then that was the only time that Bette Midler got good hair right in this entire movie was because she finally had money so she can look the part now Uh, yeah yeah I guess that's what (laughs) she can buy the white suit and get her hair blown out yeah (laughs) <laughs> and this is when they start yeah he, they they give him a fucking redemption arc mm-hmm. and it's almost like while his fiance mind you because they got engaged is waiting in the car yeah 
It's just... Oh, he won her over because he slow danced with her. Are you kidding me? Yeah, because he realizes... Uh, Fuck you, Morty. And then also, I'm like, now he's just trying to get in your good graces because you're going to be the one exactly. who's fucking charged. Right. I and you're falling for this shit. He would live on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Here's you a nice cardboard box, Morty. Yeah, and then it's almost <laughs> insulting to even, like, the book character because I'm like, she didn't even... Interested in No, she like, didn't give a shit about Morty because she was gay. Yeah, she, she found herself a new girlfriend. Exactly. She had nothing to do with Morty. So for them to like, especially make her storyline, oh, she's going to probably end up back with her husband. Right. Like that just pissed me off. Me too. Even so back is, then it pissed me off mm-hmm. because after all that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's when. Uh, but they said Elise was dating um, an actor. Yes. Theater player. And um what oh Annie, Annie didn't give a shit about no man she had her mother and her daughter exactly and then Annie just basically it's like her mother's like acceptance a little bit like right. her mom's like telling her she was like proud of her gets on board you're with, not getting any younger mm-hmm. or thinner but that's so I love you anyway or right. something like you know what you need absolutely nothing I know and then uh again the night ends with candles and snackies mm-hmm. and uh and very hygge lights yes <laughs> and uh they're women of the 90s yeah and they're singing the you don't own me again and this is like uh I I I still got like you said almost emotional during the scene because it's so well done and it's so it just gives me the feels you know I love like a good um, friendship and then the the singing with the mm-hmm. choreography like they're dancing together yes and I love how their outfits were each a different shade of white yes like Bette Midler was in more of a cream and then Diane Keaton was in more of this like slight off white mm-hmm. um, and then like. Uh, Goldie Hawn was in like a stark white. Right. Like, and, and she just... had the trendy like boot cut almost pants mm-hmm. with her little jacket and tank and top. And then, yeah. And then Bette Midler had the flowier, like kind of shorter skirt. Swing skirt. And then um, Diane Keaton was in like the straight skirt. Pencil skirt, um, yeah. yeah. like more pencil skirt. So I just loved their outfits. Because it complemented each of them, but they were still matching. You exactly. Know? They still flowed together. And they do their whole little choreograph scene. And Which me even... and Stephanie used to do, you know, <laughs> even, like down when the hall in the jacket. It. When yeah. they grab the jackets and they put them on, <laughs> it was just walk out the door. Like we would literally do I that. I know. I love it, and I still have that song on my like liked playlist mm-hmm. where I randomize and I listen to songs when I'm driving all the time. So I still listen to that song all the time. Um, I love. But that it. was obviously not Goldie Hawn's voice singing. No, that was it. the first one. <laughs> the first part. It kind of sounds yeah. like it could be her, but then when it like she gets into Don't it. Tell I'm like that is not that cannot be Goldie Hawn. I mean, I might be surprised and it might be her, but I seriously doubt I it. I know. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. We know Bet is Bet. Yeah, yeah. She, we, everybody knows she can sing. Mm-hmm. And Diane Keaton, if that was her, not bad. Yeah, but she yeah. was. But, but <laughs> she did a little like church lady voice. She does it too. Let me be myself, like a little like like church lady Elvis. <laughs> It was great. But yeah, they um dancing dance the, the night moonlight. away and then they dance off into the night yeah. down the the beautiful urban New York street. Yeah, not with the a neon. person in sight. Yep, not a person in sight. <laughs> and they go off and being the the bad bitches that they are. Yeah, running their business. Yeah. So I yeah. thought it was a perfect ending to the movie mm-hmm. too. Like you couldn't you couldn't ask for anything better. It was for a chick you know, chick flick. Perfect happy ending chick flick. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Again, I have my qualms except with the for, Morty. Yeah, except for fucking Morty. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it is a little... Um, I mean, it's like I said, definitely 
cheesy like and campy at times or just like overacting but, i mean i'm i know what i'm getting into exactly so I'm fully prepared to have a little cheese and a little camp and it just works for me i just again i have such fond memories it's of it wholesome and it didn't <laughs> like watching it again and i like i said i watched it like five years ago um it's never too much though like i mean it is dated for sure but it still just holds up to me being yeah. the date. It's of its era and it lets you know it is. And mm-hmm. it's like nothing more, nothing less. Right. Like, <laughs> but it's still like, to me, it's a classic. It is. Um, definitely. Yeah. Definitely one of my favorite like chick flick movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. So I take it um, that you would watch it again. Oh, I totally. <laughs> I mean, I, I might have to go digging around and get some of those, uh, <laughs> find some of those songs again. So what is your um, absolute favorite part of this movie? Uh, one of the parts I thoroughly enjoyed is when um, Annie's daughter, you know, when they're meeting at the clubhouse and they're telling them that they have to pay, pay mm-hmm. up for their renovations or whatever. And, you know, her oh, dad she comes out to her dad. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like, honey, what's good? I just can't take any more surprises today. And she was like, now's my moment. Yeah. Like, Patty, I'm a lesbian. A big one. <laughs> he's like, and he just looks like she closes the, the door, door on in his face. Because <laughs> um, earlier in the movie, she had, you know, basically said, um, well, I'm going to come out to him. I just want to tell him when the moment's right. Like on Father's Day or yeah. Christmas morning. <laughs> I really like the um, actress who played her daughter. Mm-hmm. She was really pretty, too. She looks familiar. Like, I know I've seen her in some other yeah, things before, but, but I, I can't, can't place, place it. it. Exactly. Um... My favorite scene is probably in um, Morty's office when they're like, oh yeah, yeah, like scene, the caper scene. (laughs) Yeah, I think that probably is one of my favorites from. Yeah, the gaffolding scene, Mm -hmm. just all of it. It's just so crazy and just their acting. (laughs) Yeah, like it's like Benny Hill level, exactly. Um, yeah, so I really enjoyed that. And I like just, like I said, a lot of the dialogue still is just funny. Like, yeah. to me, it was just a pretty the funny humor script. The still really good. Mm-hmm. The actresses are phenomenal actresses anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I really do admire all of them. They all so. played off really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yeah, I felt like it was, yeah, it was a quintessential 90s girl power movie. Yeah, totally. And, um. Totally appropriate for Mother's Day. Give it a watch with your mom. I agree. I agree. So that was our Mother's Day uh, special, First Wives Club. Uh, our first like chick flick that we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many of these will do, um, but any that it's kind not of necessarily came out, my favorite genre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do. But the ones I like, I really right. like usually. Um, so uh, after this, we are going to be going into our summer blockbusters. Blockbuster. Um, we don't know the order of anything yet. Um, we're thinking of doing um, possibly Predator. Um, what else did we discuss? Um, I think Wild Wild West. Yes, um, yes. Maybe, because we did see that in theaters together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we do have a list. Um, we're going to see what sticks, what doesn't, what we're going to go with. Uh, and we probably will be doing that um, throughout the June summer. and July. Yeah. yeah, kind of like the whole summer. Um, and go from there. So... Until next time. Later, Later, taters. taters.